we're able to capture device IDs of people who are around the cars, and then we can send digitally retargeted ads to their phone. Modern takes on traditional advertising backed by data are a great way to get additional touch points and secure new clients. We can tell how many people saw a car then went to the website. You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. Increase your return on ad spend by partnering with data-informed innovators. At Carvertize, founding partner Greg Starr takes a novel concept, wrapping rideshare cars in ads, and uses data to target locations where his clients' ideal demographics will be. And they do it in real time, from sporting events and conferences to auto body repair shops. Greg's team can track on-the-ground impressions and retarget mobile ads to the user's cell phone. When repeated visibility is critical to the success of a campaign, investing in a service like Carvertize can help put you ahead of the curve. I'm your host, Chris Stryer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. When Greg and his partner, Mac, were in college, Mac had the idea to pay people to put ads on their cars. Here's Greg, founding partner at Carvertize. It's very logical. You know, there's ads everywhere. On the advertiser side, small business owners have been wrapping their cars for, you know, decades. You see ads with trucks on them, you know, home services companies. And and so we would talk to these small business owners and they would just like swear by the effectiveness of their own cars being wrapped. They're like, yeah, it's the best marketing I do. And then on the other side of it, you know, the gig economy was just kind of sprouting up. You know, Uber Lyft was just getting big and the idea of monetizing your own assets was becoming a thing. So it was just a very logical idea of like, well, ads on cars make sense. And why can't we let people earn money for they're already driving? But we were helped by the fact that we had no experience in advertising, no experience in running a business. We were in college. We didn't know anything. Being naive and stubborn was very helpful in just kind of trying to let's make this happen. In retrospect, I see like the weird Red Bull cars and even my sister has a plumbing company, so I know the effectiveness of the wrap vehicles, right? They sit in the driveway. It's just an advertisement in their local market. But ideas are one thing, and execution's entirely different. So how did you secure your first you know, brand, your first drivers? How did that whole process go about? It was just like frenetic energy of showing up to local chambers of commerces, local networking events, and just talking to everybody who would listen and just you know, standing into a crowd of people and saying, Hey, we have this idea. What do you think? The key for us was when we did this exercise, we Googled important people in Delaware because that's where the company started. So we literally just Googled important people in Delaware. And we looked at people on the boards of nonprofits, the boards of universities, government officials. And we just sent them all like a, a standard letter, you know, like, Hey, have this idea. Want to put ads on cars and pay people. You've been successful. Would love to you know, get some time on your calendar. And one of the people that answered us was a, a cabinet secretary for the state of Delaware of economic development. And he was an entrepreneur himself. He sold his company to Walgreens, you know, did very well and then uh, had a soft spot. So he took a meeting. I remember in the meeting, I spilled water on myself, like <laughs> a disaster. But he was like, you know, he's like, this is a great idea. 
you need customers. So he put us in touch with the local CEO of, of the ShopRite, the Kenny family who owned like six or seven ShopRites in Delaware. And um, he put us in touch, said, give these guys a shot. The guy took the meeting, gave us a shot. And that kind of led us to having like a, a name, like ShopRites, you know, it's a grocery store chain. Like that was a name in, in the state of Delaware. And once we got them on board, we ran the product, we got the drivers, things started to kind of snowball from there. I love the hustle. And you stand out, right, with the handwritten letters as opposed to trying to bombard their email, their inbox. So I think that was really smart. When did you know it really had legs? Like when was when did you know that, hey, we're on to something? What's what's growth been like for the past couple of years? What helped was that everyone thought it was a good idea. It was a universally like, this is a good idea. And I think what also helped was just nice people who are willing to take meetings with us. Like people that like had a lot of other stuff going on in their lives, but they would just take a meeting and provide, this is great. Like you have something here, just keep going. And so whenever, you know, the first, it took two years to get a real sale, you know, like we didn't, like I had, I worked part-time jobs. My partner was selling furniture out of his grandfather's house. It was not fun those first few years because no one would like, no one would buy the service because it just takes time for people to try something. So what kept us going was just like stubbornness and the fact that we thought it was a good idea. People were telling us and then we just needed for, for the right opportunity. And then growth the last few years has been very strong. I mean, we started, in, it was 2012 when we, we started at it. And I say like we were in the wilderness for five years or so. Like I, I joke, like I kind of blacked out for three years, like in that period of just like it was a mess. But 2018 was like our first like, OK, you know, we've got like 10, 15 employees now. And then 2019, we like doubled in size and we were like, we figured this out. We finally made it eight years in. And then COVID hits, <laughs> throws a complete wrench when the, you know, the world is saying, don't go outside. Businesses are scared. So then we took a little dip. But then the last two years have been exponential growth. Yeah, it's it's interesting around, I'm going to say, I think 2018, I talked to Michael Cannon, who at the time was their head of marketing at Gomez Trial Attorneys, and it was after the CRISP conference, and I said, you know what would be smart? It's like, you've got all these Uber drivers, you got all these Lyft drivers, what about wrapping their cars? They're on the road all the time. That's where we want to advertise. And I think, actually, they ended up being an early client of yours in the PI space. Yeah, they were, the Gomez firm. We are very appreciative. John Gomez is a great guy, a great role model. Yeah, they blitzed like Riverdale, uh, California, and that was... That kind of helped us get on the map, actually, because they were a name. People were seeing the cars and things just, you know, California, there's no shortage of PI attorneys in California. So, right. <laughs> it, it really helped. How can Carvertize help a personal injury firm grow? Big picture. Yeah, it, it can help it grow by, you know, helping them get more clients and they help them get more clients because this is a unique advertising channel that is not saturated, right? I mean, I think all advertising is great. I think it all works, but there is a, a saturation when like you're seeing same person's like different people's faces on billboards driving down the highway. Are you really being able to tell which firm is which, you know, for the average person, right? You're watching daytime TV and there's just law firm ad after law firm ad. Like it's important, but again, it's like, how do you really stand out and, you know, doing something different, like wrapping cars lets you stand out. And I think one thing we've added to the product over the last few years, really specifically for PI firms, is being able to to target places with the cars. So we've had law firms send cars to uh, chiropractic centers or hospitals, or 
you know, different uh, sporting events, you know, places where, you know, they know their target demographic is going and you could send cars there. We call it active at a home. You know, it's don't just sit back and hope people are seeing your message. Get the cars driving. Right. And then send them to places where, you know, your audience is going to be. Do you have some type of method of figuring out, determining where the most individuals are going to be like, hey, there's going to be a festival. Let's go to this, have more cars there. Like, how does that process work for, for the logistics? Yeah, so we we have a uh, we work with a company called Placer.ai, and they're one of the leading data centers of foot traffic in the country. So we can identify events where your target demographic goes to, how many people go to the event, where they go to after the event. We use that as a, as a tool to help identify local festivals, local concerts, big sporting events. Even like we can identify where certain demographics go for happy hour. You know, like really mm-hmm. nitty gritty local. And like Carvertize is a great complement for billboards, for TV, for radio, you know, like I don't want to make it seem like those are stale mediums that don't work. It's Carvertize can help make those mediums come to life even better. You know, you're listening to an ad on the radio and then you see a car next to you. It's a great touch point. You're driving billboards at 95, you turn in off an exit and then there's cars in your local town, you know, like it's a mix, you know, and that's what's made it so effective. I think that mindset shift that you had, you know, it's not an either or, it's an and. That a lot of people say that, well, should I do pay-per-click or should I do SEO on the digital side? Both? I don't know. Should I do billboards and radio and and wrap my vehicles? Yes. <laughs> and, you know. So I think it's a good complement of the flywheel. Yeah, one thing we learned too is we, we, we started off with that mindset of it it's should be either or. We can help you 10 times by taking advantage of the strengths we have with the strengths those mediums have. So that, that took a while for us to grasp. But now that we've grasped it, that's really been a better way to help our clients, you know, make recommendations to them and, and help them with their efforts. Let's compare some of the other forms of the mobile advertising. So you've got buses, you've got uh, even like shuttles and things like that. When we're talking about an investment, maybe they have a limited amount of investment, they have to choose. It is an either or. So how does it stack up against, say, buses? Because in the PI space... When I go to St. Louis, I'm seeing every single bus wrapped. Yeah, we have a saying, can a bus do that? It's like our internal war cry for, for a company. Uber, Lyft, and Rideshare is like the future, you know? Like public transit has been declining for you know the last five to 10 years, and that, that was accelerated in the pandemic. At the same time, Uber, Lyft has been skyrocketing. You look at their growth over the last 10 years, like you go to a city, your first thought is Uber, Lyft, you know? At the same time, delivery, Grubhub, DoorDash, Amazon Flex, these are a part of the the culture now, you know? So it's like a more modern version of transportation advertising. Wrapping personal injury ads around rideshare cars doesn't just turn heads. The cars can be sent to specific areas where target audiences are known to be, and there's an experiential element to it as well. Every time you get into an Uber Lyft, you're probably talking to the driver. Sometimes whether you like it or not, you know? (laughs) But when you get into a wrapped car, you're like, what's going on here? And what happens is a conversation starts, you know? So we have clients, I got a call, actually a driver called me. Uh, He was was doing a Nashville campaign and he's like, dude, like, do you guys have material you can give me? Because I've had four passengers ask me about this lawyer. And I'm like... Yeah, just we can mail you some stuff, but, you know, get them to go to the number. He's like, yeah, but that's like 
is there just something I can give them? I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll send something over. So there's stuff like that that happens all the time with like people are actually engaged and they're actually paying. They're curious. It's not, it doesn't feel like they're being advertised at. It's like, they're like, what is this? And that change in, in uh, response is something that a big advantage we have to catch people at the right time. So I, I think that's really intriguing. And I saw on the uh, demonstration that I did that, that the drivers were doing handouts. Yeah. So they have something to take away. So they have like that artifact. Maybe it sets on the desk or on their fr- refrigerator at home. Circle back to what you said about like saturation, which I see this as well. And I've heard other large PI advertisers talking about TV, how you got to be one of the top three advertisers. Otherwise, you just you're, you're diluted. You just you're lost in this sea of PI attorneys advertising. How many cars do they need? Every market's different, right? What's your recommendation for the PI to get the the most success? How many cars are they looking at? What's the investment ranges look like? We have clients that just put a hundred cars in every city, you know, and they just blanket the city. We have a client that puts two hundred cars in a city, and you really blanket that city, you know. But for other firms that might not have that budget, what's really helped is packaging cars with events, right? So let's say there's a city like Nashville, right? Client might not have the budget to do 100 cars, but they can do 15 or 20 cars and just send those cars because Nashville has a ton of events. You know, it's an event city. So you can just send cars to all the concerts, all the sports games. Like, right now, I think what would be great is you put 100 cars and you do the events, but we're, we're right. talking for your budget range. But like you can be more strategic by packaging events with the campaign. So it's there, there's like there's activations around it. So you might say, hey, let's. For six months, let's just get every concert that's in Nashville, and we're only going to do 10 cars. But people are going to be seeing that because there's going to be thousands of people going to these concerts every week. So it's just about being strategic and trying to make the most of, of your budget. Uh, we have we have law firms that spend a lot of money with us, but we also have law firms you know, that spend – and I don't want to act like this isn't a lot of money, but like you know, 20000 The average law firm will spend between typically forty to hundred k with us, but – I guess average is not the right number because we have ones that are spending a lot more. I guess the median is a better number for that. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the range we recommend to, to really do this in the right way. We work with law firms of, of all sizes. And- There's also some other things that you guys do. Some of these are very intuitive. And when I read the word, I, I kind of have a general understanding. But I just kind of want to run through some of the benefits that you have that, that maybe, say, buses or some of these other forms don't. So the first one is swarm. Maybe just we just do a quick hitter on each of these. What is swarm? Yeah, swarms is when you send a bunch of cars, typically four to six, to a specific event at a specific time. So there's, hey, there's the, you know, Raptors game. And that game starts at eight o'clock. We're going to get five cars there at around 630 so that they're driving around the stadium ahead of time when everyone's walking in, you know? Like that's what a swarm is. Perfect. And then in targeted IQ. So that's when you buy a bulk of hours and we send the cars, not necessarily to, to big events, but to like local areas and zip codes where your target demographic goes. So that's the example I talked about with like Placer of like, here's where they go for happy hour. Here's where they go for entertainment locally, right? Here are the zip codes where your demographic lives and the areas. So over the course of a, a campaign, you know, we'll say, hey, we're going to block out 30 hours for having cars driving in these very specific areas that your demographic has. So 
could target IQ be like, um, say you're a divorce attorney and you want high net worth? Is it like, let's target the DoorDash and Grubhub that are serving this subdivision and like really hit that subdivision? Yeah, like the main line, main line of PA. Like, hey, we want we want cars at the Starbucks here, at the coffee shop here that'll that everyone goes to, the shopping centers, the malls. Like that's what targeted I. IQ is we had we had a client that swarmed the I don't know if you're familiar but the King of Prussia Mall is like one of the biggest malls in the country and we had clients that sent cars there and did swarms as well there but it was that kind of thought process and then digital retargeting I was really curious about this we have a, a few clients that use your services and I started to see some retargeting but I'm not sure how it works if it, if it's like a geo like a mobile geofencing or you know, how does the digital retargeting work? Yeah, so we, we work with a company called Street Metrics, and what they're able to do is we're, we're able to capture device IDs of people who are around the cars, typically between 30 to 50 feet, and then we can send digitally retargeted ads to their phone. So it's a great way to get an additional touch point. So if someone sees a car at a mall, and then later they get an ad to their phone, and typically they have a higher click-through rate because they've, they're a little softened, right? They've seen the car, so they're seeing the ad again. Yeah, and I want to dig into this, Greg, because me being in the digital marketing space, and we don't do pay-per-click, but we've seen like ad roll, we've seen Google ads, don't allow retargeting for PI attorneys. For whatever reason they have, there. I know there's other providers, so you know, does this retarget to Facebook? Is it Google? Like, What kind of networks are you retargeting to? There's a whole list of, of apps like ESPN, uh, CBS, you know, so it, it's not on social media, it's not, it's not Facebook. But yeah, there, there's a whole list of different apps that it's like thousands that it, it can kind of uh, come across to. The final one I had on the, the add-ons, the web lift and footfall attribution. Using the same technology with stream metrics, we can have our clients put a pixel on the website and then we can tell based on uh, the pixel how many people saw a car then went to the website. And we can do a study comparing how many people saw your car ad went to the website versus the other medium of advertising there. And, and you can do a comparison. Does advertising work? You know, like is a very tough question that you get from a lot of people because, you know, one KPI is calls, right? But it's not so simple as let's just advertising get calls. Like it's, there's a, there's a mix and a, a system you need to get. So these are other ways to track that this is gaining traction and getting website, but ultimately calls matter, you know, and our biggest clients, have seen people call in from seeing the cars, you know, and having those interactions and that engagement. So, but the web lift is, is just another, another part of that tool. That's what it's all about, right? Is when you find something that's work scaling, you know, the bullets before bombs and that's, that's a, an amazing component. That's a good and I've got a never heard that. <laughs> well, I stole that from John Morgan, Morgan and Morgan. So I don't want to claim it was my own. Yeah, I'm like putting my PI hat on, right? So I'm asking all the questions if I was going to hire you. It's like, okay, this sounds amazing. I'm already doing billboards and radio, but maybe you already got a client and is my car going to be swarming the same football game? And so here we are, you know, they've got 20 cars at the game and I got 20 cars at the game. And maybe that's not saturated. Maybe when you compare it to TV and radio, but I know exclusivity is a huge question that we get asked every day. So, so I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, PI firms love their exclusivity. So we have some exclusive exclusive options. We have certain packages that essentially can, you can still have that saturation. So for example, we, we're offering a stadium swarm package where it's like, hey, swarm every home Eagles game, 
right? And send your cars there. We're limiting the amount of advertisers that can just participate in general. So one, if you were a legal firm, you'd be the only legal firm that does it. But then two, you'd be only one of like three total advertisers that does it because that that saturation point is very, that's a big selling point for us, right? So yeah, that's something that we are mindful of as we continue to scale and grow the product is like, you don't want to lose that uh, novelty. But the good thing is there's also more than enough events to go around, you know, like if you're in LA and one advertiser has the Rams, you get the Chargers and then there's the Lakers and then there's the Kings. And then like there's enough places to do swarms and there's certainly enough opportunities for cars that uh, I think a lot of advertisers can still get a very, very good bang for their buck, even if they're in the same market. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think this is fantastic. I I do want to highlight one of the things that happened. And of course, we all can't predict COVID, but I heard one horror story where this individual bought like two or 300 buses. I don't know the exact number. And then COVID hit and it's like, okay, they're parked in the parking lot and they're not running. But DoorDash and Grubhub and a lot of those were still active. Very active. Yeah, COVID was like a thing, but we just tried to act with like the best intentions for our clients. Like we were like, don't take a short term approach. Like think of the long term. And so what we did is we gave for like the, the months of I think it was like March. It was like mid March. That was not fun. But then like April and May, we gave our clients free months of advertising. So if you were advertising with us in April and May, we just like wrote that off and said, you're going to get advertising in June and July if your campaign was set to end at that point. So we added months to them. We kind of just wrote that off because no one knew what was happening. And you know, right. the way you treat clients is if I was in their shoes and we're trying to get the most value and create a long-term partnership. But yeah, that's also when we like, you know, innovation happened. Necessity is the motherhood of invention, right? And so the way we kind of came up with the swarm idea and the targeted IQ was one of our clients was like, hey, everyone is just going to Home Depot in the grocery store. Can we send cars there? And we were like, that's a great idea. Like, this actually can be a thing. So it actually, in the long run, I think helped us, you know, grow better as a company. Like, what better way to advertise in the community than with people of the community? And that the word of mouth that comes from that and like the long term touch point that comes from your neighbor having their car app for, you know, a certain person, like it it just carries through longer than just the advertising uh, element. But how can people get in touch with Carvertize? Like, uh, what what's the best way to reach out to get more information about uh, your business? Yeah, our website Carvertize.com. You can request a form. My email is star s t a r at Carvertize.com. You can email me. I'm very accessible. And yeah, just follow us on on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Like we're giving updates, showing what's happening. So just follow along. Like Greg says, all advertising works, but not all advertising works equally. Whatever your budget, be strategic with your ad placement and get creative. By tapping into unsaturated markets, you engage in advertising arbitrage. The quality of your impressions increases and you get the most from your spending. If you need visibility in saturated markets, stand out with complimentary ad channels like Carvertize that will help keep your firm top of mind. I'd like to thank Greg Starf for sharing his story with us, and I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing. <laughs>